0: How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin' on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640, and HD Radio.
1: Sandra Carusi with very special guests getting ready for the Port Credit Comedy Festival, amongst some other ones. It's a great time. To check out comedy uh, in these dark winter days. Cheer up. You know, sometimes you don't want to go out, but that's exactly when you should be going out because it only gets worse when you just stay in. It's actually not good for your health. And comedy is. It actually releases endorphins. That's what we do here on Inside Jokes. We help you feel better. That's what we do. And we got some big guests here today. We got Sean Cullen. Hello. Hello, Sean. Hi. Me love you long time. Well, thank you, Corky and the Juice Pigs. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I, I mean, the last time we
2: did a show together was probably 98. So, really? Yeah.
1: Wow. So time I would, flies. I would, yeah, I, I saw you in the late 80s, early 90s. I was at U of T Arendelle campus. You guys played there a well, few my, times.
2: Yeah, it was great. I remember once there was pizza, free pizza. <laughs> <in> <laughs> That's what corner. you remember? <laughs> well, because we were up in the corner of this open square, and they made right? us play in the middle of this open square. Yes. And people were all far away, like there were benches way far away on the <laughs> edges of this thing. And then someone brought in 10 boxes of pizzas and freed pizza. And everyone just rushed up, <laughs> got pizza, and then went back and sat really far away again. So it was a great time. Doing college shows in uh, Canada is a real dream come true. Usually you play it at lunchtime. We played on, like, uh, tables, you know, pushed together wow. instead of a stage. Or And people usually, and I get it, they'll sit there and go, if I'm... Uh, if you're here at my lunch hour, who thinks you're a big comic? Like obviously, <laughs> you know, can you be somewhere good? <laughs> you know, if you're at uh, wherever I forget, well, Fanshawe College or wherever yes. you're playing, you know, or yeah. Mount Royal College in Calgary, yeah. Calgary. Yeah. But you know, we try and uh, we tr- we toured a lot across the country.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so were you, when you were touring with Quirky, were you doing stand-up? Uh, At clubs, too?
2: No, I I never did any solo stuff. I just did the Corky and the Juice Pigs. There were three of us. Really? We had a guitar player and uh, Mm -hmm. two uh, sensual dancers, and we did the whole thing.
1: You had your funny hat. That's how I remember you. Well,
2: I have my funny hat, but that was later. Later uh, in my solo career.
1: We're setting the record
2: straight hat-wise now.
1: Yes, that's big news to me. I just (laughs) remember, okay, you didn't have a hat with Corky and the Juice Pigs. No, we we wore hats at times,
2: but only in character situations.
1: So, um so your stand up that's interesting so you did you ever do club tours then were you part of a roster of actual well companies? when
2: we first started as Corky and the Juice Pigs for the first year we toured with uh, Yuck Yucks but then the difficulty was that there were three of us yes. and no one ever had three microphones or mm. and every, no club owner wanted to pay us any more than a single comic mm-hmm. and, and why would they so we ended up starting ah. doing college shows and that was a lot better we toured like a band and got the good you know sound system we brought one with us and, mm-hmm. and it ended up working a lot better for us Mm -hmm. and making us a little more money.
1: That was smart of you uh, at that young age, I guess, for you guys to figure that out. Well, we
2: kind of got in with uh, rock promoters instead Ah. of music, instead of comic promoters. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the great thing about stand-up comedy is all you need is one microphone. You can go Mm -hmm. and do it. And, you know, it's very simple. But Mm -hmm. most people have no concept. Like, we'd say we're a comedy show, and then we'd show up, and they'd have, like, their, their home... (laughs) uh, stereo or a boombox they'd (laughs) split three microphones out of it and you'd be like you can't even every time one of us yells everybody else stops you know it takes the sound out and ruins it so it was some horrible stuff but Mm -hmm. you know we learned lived and learned
1: see that makes such a difference now in performance like in, in those days and we're talking again in the late 80s early 90s Technically, now a comic could go anywhere, have you know their opening song and a memory stick, and you could plug into everything sure, and there you go. Sure, you could do that, right?
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm always shocked at how you know people will pay thousands of dollars for a show and mm-hmm. then not pay a cent for the sound system, and it sucks, right? You know? Oh my god! You know, and you just show up and you go, nobody can hear me. You've wasted your money. Why did Thank you do this? You. And then they say, hey, you were terrible. Why, yeah. why were you so bad?
1: Oh and my I say, god! Well,
2: I wasn't bad it was awful like I couldn't be heard so how can I do the show? right
1: we were just talking about that with some other comics who've been through the door and that that comes up it's funny people the people booking and with in in studio by the way we have Phil Lacan hello Phil
3: hey guys he's a
1: curator if I can call you that for the Port Credit Comedy Festival yes KW yes and Burlington
3: yes and also 22 year variety entertainer veteran
1: Yes. That's right. Yeah, well, we're getting into that slowly and surely, don't <laughs> you worry cuz but that's why I want to bring in this conversation because you plan these and because you are a performer, you get the importance of a good PA system. Yes. Something so basic that you would think a venue, but they think with comics, what are you, we're just going to go up and scream and like it doesn't matter, right? Yeah.
2: It's just to talk
1: i you no. know i agree like there and there's two is there phil yes with pa systems i know we're getting technical now it's fun but that's there's okay. two there's different kinds because if they're set up for musicians it's a totally different pa system and sean you're a musician as well sure
2: well usually if you're playing and there's a musician a band that's playing after you they don't want you to touch anything of yeah. theirs so you're stuck over microphone. at one side of the stage using a terrible microphone while Mm -hmm. all these amazing microphones are right there and all the sound is amazing and you're not allowed to touch it. Yes. And you're not allowed to move anything. Yes. You know, we have a have a place to perform. So that's kind of annoying. But, you know, it's part of being, you know, stand up comedy is great in a club. You know, yes. and also I love doing theaters because they're set up and people are
1: sitting down ready to listen. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. And what's yeah. your favorite uh, venue, a uh, theater, then?
2: Well, I'd have to say I love playing at the uh, Pantages in Winnipeg. Oh, it's an amazing interesting. place. Incredible. And Massey Hall. Yes. I've been there before and it's fantastic
1: too. Yeah, comics love that. Phil, what were you saying? You were just.
2: I was just saying, yeah, the importance of sound.
3: I mean, like Sean was saying, why bother wasting your money? I mean, hiring mm-hmm. a sound tech or even renting good equipment is not that expensive, no, especially bucks. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the technology is there, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you don't need big bulky gear to make something sound amazing. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, we're here with Sean Cullen, Phil LeConte for the Port Credit Comedy Festival. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM six forty.
0: You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio.
1: Sean Cullen. Yes. Thank you. Welcome back on Inside Jokes. We also have Phil Ocon. They're both at, from the Pork Credit Comedy Festival coming up this week uh, in Port Credit. My hometown, peeps. That's Well, it's in Mississauga. But well, it's an, an the people park.
3: of poor credit would argue that. That's oh, right. I know. It's a port of its own.
1: It's it's its own, and uh, that's happening February 25th to the 27th. Uh, buy your tickets at Clark Hall, and that's right on Lake Shore. Beautiful. And Sean, yes, you are a Gemini, a Canadian Comedy Award winner, actor and comedian, and you openly say you're a Leafs fan.
2: I am a Leafs fan, and I you're
1: know. and you're okay with that.
2: I am, you know. One day it's going to be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why why jump around and go. Oh, who's winning? There, I'm a big fan of them. You know, I, right? there's the Leafs when they finally win, and I believe they will. Yes, it will be the greatest day of all time. Right? Yes, it will. See, be See, that's great a time. good fan. Right? It will be the greatest day, Phil. Yeah, it's I think be. we're finally doing it right. We're finally starting from the bottom, mm-hmm. where, like Drake says. <laughs> then we're gonna get there. Kicking <laughs> draft picks, trading people, getting more and more draft picks, drafting lots of young yes. players, and getting skill and being good. We're That's getting, what we're dreaming of.
1: We're getting the show together. Yeah. Do you ever go to games? You get really good seats. No, you're Sean I
2: don't get good seats because I'm Sean Cullen. No, I don't really enjoy going to the game as much as watching it on TV. I actually listen to it on the radio. <gasps> really? I like uh, I like Joe Bowen. We used
1: to have it here on uh, 640. Yeah, I know a that. Of years sad. <laughs>
2: you know, you know, uh, what is it? My, uh, Frost?
1: Andy Frost. Andy Frost. Andy Frost.
2: It's time for <laughs> Leafs Talk <laughs> with Andy Frost. Okay, Bill and Port Credit, you're on. <laughs> I think the Leafs should trade uh, Nazem Kadri for Sidney uh, Crosby. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs>
1: you know Por- he's probably in the building right we'll a building right now? We'll have call. to bring him down. We'll put you side by side and see who does a better Andy Frost, Sean Cullen or Andy Frost? Lumber,
2: Peterborough Lumber. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, he does. He does Monaghan of- Lumber. In Monaghan Lumber. Yes, yeah. The king of the woods.
1: Yes. <laughs> Sean Cullen's from Peterborough.
2: <laughs> I am from Peterborough. It's a great town. Uh, it's kind of a weird, schizophrenic town that's got a university mm-hmm. and tons of rednecks mm-hmm. and old people like it's the oldest town in the world. Every mm. single building is being turned into a place for old people to slowly die. <laughs> oh my god. Every place. Oh, that was a hotel when I was a kid. Now it's an old people's <laughs> home. It's the Florida of Ontario. It's is unbelievable. It? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's the
1: waiting room for heaven or whatever they call it? That's what they call it. Yeah. Um, and when did you move out? To, oh, okay, so growing up in a kind of small kind of ruralish mm. town like that, If can I say rural? I I'm, yeah. see I'm a cottager just north of there, so I'm a snob perhaps. I get it. I shop in Peterborough. Who who doesn't right yeah
2: <laughs> I don't
1: it's a hub you don't Phil doesn't no Phil doesn't so do you think you're funnier because of that do you think that contributed to your career
2: I don't know why I enjoy comedy so or why I got into it really mm-hmm. uh it's a strange town a lot of incongruous things would happen <laughs> uh strange things Incongru- would happen people people do would do weird things and I guess that makes a, a, a I, I my mom used to be a nurse Oh. And she was an emergency nurse, and she would come home and tell you ridiculous stories of what people had done to themselves or had happened. And, oh dear! And I, that would, you know, trying to make her laugh is probably a fun part of the fun of being a comedian. But um, yeah, it's a strange town. I mean, it's got a university, mm-hmm. and it's got one of the largest gay lesbian uh, populations. I didn't university. know that. And then it's got a tiny symphony orchestra, mm. lots of theater, like. Uh, you know a theater guild, and then uh, a summer theater, summer stock, and but there's tons of just hoe handles, you know, like guys <laughs> just driving around in pickup trucks, <laughs> fighting at night, and just uh, fighting. Random. Well, I remember used to uh, uh, Ty Domi played for the Pete's. Yes, and there was a there was this bar called Rockwell's, and you'd think it was because it Rockwell, right, mm-hmm. or something like that, but it was actually a Norman Rockwell themed. Oh, my goodness. Pub with Norman Rockwell plates up on the wall framed and <laughs> pictures of Norman Rockwell paintings. And and he would just sit in the corner there. And then if anybody bumped into him, he would beat them to death. <laughs> Is and that
1: just legend? just the weirdest. Is that urban myth? Because no. I've heard of that. I heard that story. Oh, yeah. He just they- liked to fight. So my neighbors at the cottage, just in Buckhorn, just north of Peterborough, they talk about it. And then Ty Domi came, and then my neighbor kicked the crap out of him. I know it's a southern accent; I can't do a Peter. I doubt
2: that Ty Domi had the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah, no, know. he's pretty, uh, pretty yeah. intense person.
1: His book just came out: Shift Work. Shift actually. Work,
2: yeah, a lot. And he doesn't really talk about fighting that much. No, he? no. I he
1: does talk about. It was really nice how Messier, uh straightened him out and said, "Stop showboating." after you score and stuff it was just nice it was really uh humbling in the first kind of yeah intro
2: well i haven't read the book so i should because i was a thai domi fan when he played yes and uh you know you could always depend on him to pound someone and then he would do something incredibly stupid like elbow scott niedermeyer and wake up the philadelphia flyers (laughs) like we were beating them and then they came back and pounded us (laughs) Because he nailed,
1: he nailed Niedermeyer. Them. Why did you do that? You right. never know. It gets them all excited and they I keep know. going. But
2: that's the leafs for you. The just self-destructive, stupid things. That's what keeps us
1: going. Don't you think that era, and I know Ty Domi, and, and we talk about it, and he, he told me when his book was being released, he goes, you know, Sandra, I was just doing my job.
2: Well, yeah, he had a job to do, and his his job was not to score. Yeah, but uh, he could skate, and when he wanted to score, he could score as well. But you know, he he had a very hard head. Yeah, and people, and very, <laughs> for, for an enforcer, he was a small guy, like he was yeah. short. And uh, seeing him go up against people like Bob Probert, oh, I know, where, who had a foot on him anyway, and Jeez. they would just stand toe to toe and pound each other. That's gone from the game now, and probably for with a good reason because it's you know just violence Yeah. but it's I have I was talking to Scott Thompson about yes. why there's fighting in hockey and mm-hmm. he says it's because it's the only manly thing left for Canadian men to do wow they're not allowed to do anything they right? have to be polite they have to mm-hmm. listen to their everyone tell them what to do and the only time they don't get that is when they're on the ice and they can fight each other
1: bam and that's why guys are just love watching it yeah that's why i, love I like it. that take on it Sean Cullen with us and Phil Lacan from the Port Credit Comedy Festival. I'm Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640.
0: Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio.
1: Inside Jokes with Sean Cullen and Phil Lacan from the Port Credit Comedy Festival. I'm Sandra Carusi. Welcome back, fellas. Hello. We're talking about so much fun stuff today. Sure. Sean, you are, uh, are you like alternative comedy, they, as they call it now, because you, you sing on stage as well? And- well,
2: it is always a bit weird when I, you know, people <laughs> always, I'm not a meat and potatoes comic, for sure, but, you know, I, I do a lot of different things. I, I kind of think of myself as a cabaret performer, like I mm-hmm. do a lot of different things on stage. Mm-hmm. But I would put myself in the alternative world. I improvise a lot, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, extemporize, and I do music so yes
1: what was that transition like from Quirking the juice pigs with three guys down to you only you well it was really hard
2: at first because mm-hmm. when you're in the trio you know that somebody's going to pick it up if you drop it you know mm-hmm. and there's going to be moving forward regardless of what you're doing and uh in the, with the juice pigs it was like a real juggernaut and there was no room for anybody to interrupt or talk or mm-hmm. you know heckle you really for the most part and uh when you're doing your own show and i think this is what takes comics the longest and i was lucky cuz mm-hmm. performed for 15 years by the time i started doing solo yes is you have to find your voice what what people want to hear from you Mm -hmm. as well as what you want to talk about. Your identity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it takes a lot of comics to see them fail on their asses for years Mm. at at, uh, open mics and then suddenly they click and they get it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that's the hardest part, finding your persona, finding your voice. And then so Mm -hmm. what I did, I started off doing this character called Dame Sybil, who's an old (laughs) English actress (laughs) who would tell bizarre stories about her life and career. And then out of that, I realized I didn't want to be a character person. And, you know, and so I just wrote a show called uh, Wood and Children, did it at the Tim Sims here. Mm -hmm. It's not there anymore, but it was uh, just an every single thing I could think of to do as far as comedy goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it ended up being, you know, very good. It got me a lot of attention and I started me off doing my own stand up.
1: And you started um, just in your acting career in the uh, runaway musical hit, The Producers.
2: Well, it was a huge hit. Yeah, it yes, was the biggest, uh, most Tonys ever on Broadway, and it's uh, it was a really fun show. We did it for nine months up here in Toronto, mm-hmm. and that was the longest it ever ran anywhere outside of New York. So, mm-hmm. we, but we were a totally separate cast from the New York cast. One girl, uh, Sarah Cornell, played uh, Ula, and she came up from the New York cast. Mm-hmm. She had. Uh, stepped in for a while to play the character on Broadway and then came up to us. But it was really, really fun and a great, great pr- production, you know. But it was just at a time when um, it's not, you know, the producers did not really like, uh, uh, you know, Mamma Mia. You mm-hmm. don't stand on the seats and sing the yeah. songs. Like, everybody... <laughs> Doesn't go in like knowing the, the songs yeah. already, <laughs> uh, and you can't go. Oh my God! I saw Mamma Mia last night. Yeah. I'm going to take all my girlfriends. <laughs> yes. We're all going tomorrow. Right? That doesn't happen with the producers. Right. So, but there was the big first big musical after SARS, and SARS had really oh, decimated right. the whole market, mm. and so it was a big re, kind of re, trying to churn it up again mm-hmm. and get people coming back to Toronto. And so that was good to be a part of that.
1: Who's your comic uh, influence or mentor? Well, I f- earliest
2: thing I can remember is probably Monty Python. I enjoyed oh. Monty Python, the weirdness, the absurdity mm-hmm. of it, and they did songs and they did all kinds of strange sketches. That's what I enjoyed the most probably. And Saturday Night Live when it first came on mm. in 75, I was 10, but mm-hmm. I would stay up and watch it and it was the, that first cast was unbelievable. Like it's become gang. more of a like a com- you know, people get plugged in and out and It's more of a, it's become so popular that it's not really how as edgy as it once was, Mm -hmm. you know? It's a
1: puppy mill almost, Mm -hmm. like the way they're producing talent. Right, Phil? Yeah, but it's a funny
2: thing because they've really, the contract you have to sign for the, to be on Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. now is like, you can't do any other movies. They're all produced by, anything you do is produced by Broadway Video, which is Lauren Michael's company. Mm -hmm. You can't, and it really truncates, like, that really happened after somebody like Adam Sandler. You know, he got tired of watching people go like Adam Sandler become mm-hmm. billionaires, and he'd be like, "I made you," right. and then he says, "That's not going to happen anymore." But that's really what that show is. It should be a stepping off point for great comics. Right? You don't want to just, you know, rein them in and crush them. You want to you want to just let them find themselves and then move on, like Mike Myers and mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell and all of these people. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit of a shame. I don't think it's as good as it used to be. That's just me. But there's still the odd funny moment. But it's not. It's a hard thing to do to a live show every an hour and yeah. a half live show every week with material
1: week like that. And, and make the it,
3: format has changed. I think. I think mm-hmm. they now have a team of writers aside mm-hmm. from the cast members. And initially,
2: sure. the cast members were wrote the writers. As well. And That's I think writing. that was better. That's. Yeah. I agree. Well, they were an ensemble, and they were writing for each other and helping right. each other out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way it works now is you got a team of writers that you have to please. And you have to Jesus. get find writers that will like you and write for you every week. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's really competitive and adversarial. Mm-hmm. So
1: Some comics were in here, we're saying in SNL, right, it doesn't pay a lot.
2: No, to, no, no,
1: no. That's what people don't understand. Like they watch that. And I think the template that they use there is like American Idol. It's just like creating a machine of talent. Um, so we got Phil And we're going to talk about your start, Phil, too, because you're a street busker i guess i and, started that way yeah yeah that's fabulous and, and um we're going to talk about that and how you've launched a poor credit comedy festival right. and sean who is a feature act in uh it's poor credit comedy festival but you're in burlington as well we're going to talk about the venues there and kw yes uh, a lot more on that and some other fabulous interesting things about the comedy world on inside jokes i'm santa Cruzie on talk radio am 640
0: welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM six forty and H D Radio.
1: Inside Jokes with Sean Kellen. Yes. Welcome back. Philacant, producer, uh who's put together the Port Credit Comedy Festival and uh KW. And you wanna kinda make it like a just for laughs festival, right? Locally.
3: Um yeah, I mean I guess that's the they're the big sort of mm-hmm. thing Canadian. in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even just Canadian, but I mean, Just mm-hmm. for Laughs is the comedy festival everyone knows about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, we're not necessarily wanting to be Just for Laughs, but mm-hmm. uh, the goal is to provide the best possible entertainment we can give. And, you know, the greatest sort of live comedy experience mm-hmm. is always been our goal.
1: Yes. And live comedy, you know, even when I watch it, I'm researching for the show and I'm watching comics who I've seen live, and then I see him on YouTube, and then I, I see them, it's, a live experience is so different. I think, oh, totally. right, you, you gotta be in that energy space of other comics. I, I know I've interviewed Breslin and I ask, why are you so uncomfortable in those places where the chairs, and he says, I want everybody butted together because mm-hmm. it creates a bubble of kind of energy. And um, so that, the live experience is great. I'm glad you're coming to my part of the world, C- Port comedy, <laughs> port credit. Fourth year in a row.
3: Yes, fourth so year. How
1: did you? You're KW boy.
3: I am. Yeah, born and raised in Kitchener Waterloo. Yeah. And uh how did yeah. you
1: choose at my beautiful Port Credit?
3: Well, actually they kinda chose us. Mm-hmm. We started the Kitchener Waterloo Comedy Festival mm-hmm. um seven years ago. Mm-hmm. and then uh the Port Credit BIA, they mm-hmm. work closely with the Waterloo BIA mm-hmm. and uh they sit on like a board of BIAs uh, in right. Ontario. Yes. And um Waterloo the Waterloo Comedy Fest um sort of had a really great, fast, successful start and Port Credit was looking for something new. Mm-hmm. So So um, Ellen Timms at the BIA Import Credit approached me and said, can you replicate this in Port Credit. And I was like, sure, no problem. And uh, the first year was very challenging because Port Credit is not Mm Kitchener-Waterloo. They have uh, very few media outlets. Mm -hmm. Um, They get most of their news and everything from Toronto. right? And uh, Toronto doesn't really care about a small festival in Port Credit. Mm -hmm. So we had to change our mindset. And um, But then the second year, we sold out almost all of the shows. And it was like, hugely successful yes and uh, the whole mindset is completely different like in Kitchener we need headlining names to sell tickets in Port Credit they just want to go out and do just something just someone yeah. yeah
1: you know why because it's a great little village now they're finally opening up more restaurants there which mm. is really a exciting for those of great restaurants yeah for those yeah. of us who live there but it's great in the summer but in the winter I guess this is the only thing going on really Port Credit yeah. Comedy Festival yeah like actually this-
3: all three festivals we run we don't compete with anything which is primarily why we chose uh, those dates uh, yeah, because then we get all the media attention.
1: Yeah, so in Port Credit, you're, Feb, uh, you're coming up this weekend, February 25th to 27th, with Sean Cullen here, who's in studio with us, featuring...
3: Yes, he's our headliner.
1: Headliner. Yes. Woo. Sean, no pressure. Yeah.
2: I'm excited. Are yeah. you? Yeah, thoroughly. Why? Uh, because I'm going to be going to Port Credit. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, no, you came over true. For... My dream came true.
1: Come for a barbecue in the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, in uh, barbecue in the winter. There you go. Yeah. And then Burlington, right after that, is uh, Feb 29 to March 2nd, Water Street, Cooker, and the Fuel Lounge. Correct. Nice intimate environment. Very
3: intimate, yep. Mm -hmm. It's our first year there in Burlington.
1: And KW Center in the Square, March 3rd, the beginning of uh, March for a couple of days. Yeah, March
3: 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We Mm -hmm. actually have um, 18 shows um, at six venues over those three days. Wow. Yeah.
1: Now you got Pete Zedlecker did mm-hmm. I say that right yeah, yes. and who else
3: who else is there John Wing
1: yes Very uh,
3: amazing John Wing mm-hmm. we have um,
1: the woman uh, I love her by the Emily way Emily
3: Galati yeah Emily Galati's amazing yes. yep, from New York City
1: from New York City um, we
3: have Chad Daniels mm-hmm. from uh, Fargo and we also have uh, Scoot Herring who's coming from Oregon mm-hmm. and who else do we have I don't know uh, Let me tell you, we have Dwayne Perkins, Mm -hmm. who is also an incredibly talented comic from uh, L.A.
1: You've got uh, I-Tan Ross.
3: Um Aton Ross, Eitan, yes. sorry.
1: Casey Martin.
3: Casey Martin, Rob Williams. Rob Williams. Robin Chestnut, yeah.
1: Yeah, Rob and Chestnut. Those are
3: our variety performers because mm-hmm. we do um, not just straight stand-up. We're doing a couple of cabaret shows, which is a mix of variety yes. and stand-up. And then we always do a family variety show. Yes, which in the can, afternoon, right? Yeah. That's you know. awesome.
1: I have to take my kids to that at Port yeah, Credit. Yeah, it'll be great. So I that's mean, Clark Hall in that's Port Credit. Clark Hall, yep. Yeah, and that's pc people know but we want people outside of pc to go too. of course yeah, yeah. we're also we running have...
3: shows at the legion as well oh right next yeah. door there or uh-huh. down the street
1: there beers
3: right. for a dime
1: yeah what's that beers for, you beers got a, for lot a dime yeah yeah yep. they're nice little ve- they're great venues too sure. right? especially
3: when you can walk into them and like is somebody smoking in here <laughs> what is going on
1: <laughs> it's fun sean how do you i know you're seasoned but how when you're doing festivals like this you like do you, your material, do you just wing it sometimes, or always?
2: Well, I always usually start with something about the place I'm playing. You know, I try yeah. and do a little research about Seasoned, board credit yeah. or, or Kitchener, and then kind of make fun of it, mm-hmm. you know. I was just up in Aurelia doing a show, and guys from the, uh, it was for the Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> and you know you learn Snort. a little bit about it before you go, <laughs> and then the guys from Home Hardware show up in their Home <laughs> Hardware Blazers. So you've got like that's 15 minutes of just, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank I,
1: goodness for them, though. No. You're not at work. Don't you just as a comic, oh, thank you. Thank you for the nerds. Thank you for the nerds, home right? Word,
2: home hardware nerds.
1: What's your port credit stuff? like? It, I have, have no idea it? yet. Okay. I've never, never been. I've oh, never you, been. this is your first, but okay. I'm going to
2: figure was, something out.
3: He was supposed to come last year. Okay, but yeah. But then okay. uh, somebody got Snooped. a First Wives Club. I, I did do that. <gasps> yeah, I did that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So did that. Yeah,
1: so that trumps it. Yeah. You got to blow up the festival.
3: So he bailed on us, which is All why right. he's doing the interviews because he owes me one. I
1: do. I love that. I love when that happens. <laughs> We're talking about the Port Credit Comedy Festival lineup uh, featuring Sean Cullen, who's in studios on Inside Jokes here. And we see Sean everywhere on Canadian media, CBC. Yeah. And match game. Yes, match game. I is like fun. it. Do you like doing match game? Well, we
2: did. Yeah, we did 120 episodes, and they just kind of rolled them now. But yes, uh, it's it was. You're really on almost every one. I'm in mean, on, on every episode. Me and. Uh Debra you D-
1: Yeah, I love Debra too. She
2: yeah. is on every episode. I'm on every episode. We just—it was fun, you know. We do five shows a day for twelve. Days, oh my goodness! And it was really fun and amazing how stupid people are and can't win the money. <laughs> like I just can't get over it.
3: And you've I, been on the debaters many times. Yeah, many, CBC many debaters. Times. We have yeah. uh, Steve Patterson coming to Kitchen. Oh, in good. Yeah. Nice. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah he he's headlining the host, our Center yeah. in the Square show. Yeah. Oh, that's Steve's nice. Great. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, I always encourage this show. It's the only one on terrestrial radio in Canada to encourage people to go to live comedy mm. as an entertainment choice sure it's great and it's great especially these cabaret styles you get a little bit of everything if you yes. you, you know some people can't sit through people talking at them which I don't understand because to that's, me you just that's life that's life right but uh, with cabaret style you get some music are you gonna be doing some music Sean I think so you? oh nice I'll try and you stick just, some in there yeah just yeah, wing it whatever just have some fun with it yes uh, and uh, we're going to have more coming up with Sean Cullen and Phil Lacan from the Port Credit Comedy Festival. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes Talks Radio AM 640.
0: This is Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio.
1: The Port Credit Comedy Festival is coming up next weekend. You can buy tickets, fill a cont where, what's the website? Uh, PortCreditComedy.com. Port com. Yeah. We tried Feat- to
3: make it complicated.
1: Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my homie town there, Port Credit. So we're happy to have you. We need some action We're happy down there. to be there. Uh, featuring Sean Cullen in studio with us, Sean. Hey, hey First Wives Club guy. Yeah. We, what was that like? It was fun. It was a, an adaptation of the movie and mm-hmm. the book. Go uh,
2: first wives club and uh, I played Morty the uh, if you remember the movie Betty Driller's husband <laughs> yes, yes. who is the uh, appliance uh, salesman uh, uh. and it was fun it was a great time we had a great cast and we uh, rehearsed in New York for a month and then went to Chicago and played at the Oriental Theater mm-hmm. and uh, played for uh, two months and it was really great the idea was to show it to uh, New York theater owners. Uh, in hopes that they would buy it and or move it into one of the theaters on Broadway, so it was kind of a pre Broadway run. We're still waiting to hear if they're going to make the, the the lump, make mm-hmm. the jump, the mm-hmm. leap and jump mm-hmm. to uh, to Broadway. But you know, it was a really fun time. It was mm-hmm. freezing in Chicago though.
1: I bet it was very we cold. We think it's cold here. Yeah, it's over there, it's a whole cold.
2: different climate. But then there was—I was there for uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day, where they oh. dye the whole river green, and you wow. know everyone is incredibly hammered from about eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: So you're so big here in Canada, and you do go uh, to the states uh, occasionally. How yes. come you haven't done the L.A. trek like so well, I many? I did
2: do the L.A. trek for a while. I was down there in the early two thousands. I had a deal with CBS to develop a sitcom, and I had a Wow. A uh, deal yes. with uh, Universal Television. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's just the thing is millions of sitcom deals are made, and mm-hmm. very few actually make it all the way through. And we had some great – I did a reading of one of the pilots that we wrote with uh, Tony Shaloub and John Cryer mm-hmm. were at it with us just uh, on stage. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. But, you know, you don't always get uh, the big thing. And also, while I was under contract with CBS, I got an opportunity to be on Saturday Night Live. And Wow. I was under contract to CBS, so they wouldn't let me out of it, so I couldn't oh. do it.
1: Oh. So that's just the way things work. You know, you Dana just, Gould talk about that at JFL sometimes. Like he, All he wanted was SNL, and then something came up and he couldn't get it. And it's just so interesting how show business works that way. Well,
2: you know, you're, you'd like to think that there's karma and you're meant to do something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: What, what were you meant to do, or what's your dream gig?
2: Well, I guess my dream gig. What would it be? I think my own talk show probably mm-hmm. would be it. Television talk show. I would show? love to do that. Host a nightly show.
1: Like a late night show, like a Jay Leno star, or um, Yeah, uh, Conan, Conan or kind, yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy I could see doing, you doing that.
1: that. Would you do that in Canada?
3: I
2: would try.
1: Yeah, we need that.
2: No, well, I think we do.
3: What I find amusing is uh, a lot of the comics I hire who are Canadian comics. I'm mm-hmm. flying them in from la or new york or uh london zedlecker
1: is not there though no pete lives in
3: wawa now his but, mother's um, been ill, so he's
1: been oh, taking care of her. Oh.
3: nathan McIntosh, john wing canadian mm-hmm. coming in from la mm-hmm. glenn wool we had mm-hmm. from the uk yeah. uh jj whitehead who we have coming in canadian lives in la like just everyone deborah lives in la now like everyone yeah Everyone is kind of making I, the I leap. I keep
1: hearing all the comics you come sit here. Everyone says about the truck telly because Toronto's not happening. It's just like.
2: Well, there's just not a lot of room to, to go up. There's not, a real, there's not a very high ceiling. Star, yeah. so there's not a lot of television to do. And, you know, if you look at something like, say, the, the Comedy Network, it's all American shows. Mm-hmm. There's no Canadian shows. Right. Like that. They don't develop Canadian shows. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, something like the match game, you're like, well, we did two seasons of it. People love it. So let's not make any more. (laughs) No one makes any sense. No one makes any. No one makes TV for the right reasons in Canada. It's more a producer's medium than a performer's medium. It's not about the talent. It's about production companies making shows and selling them. Mm -hmm. And uh, you
1: know. Match game wasn't sellable.
2: Oh, well, it seems to have been completely sellable. Yeah. I mean, people watch it every day. Yes. It's on five, They put it on five times a day. Right. And uh, it was very cheap to make. I mean, once you've got the set built, yeah. we shot five shows a day. Mm-hmm. In 12 days, we had a new season, 60 mm-hmm. episodes. So. I
3: mean, it's no cash cab.
1: Yeah.
2: But.
3: Well,
1: that's what they want, you know. <laughs> that ended too now with Adam. I think it did, yeah. Yeah, no, that's but the match extract- game, they just
2: strip it and they roll it and mm-hmm. they, they just show the same 120 over yeah. and over again. And it- I'm.
1: I, I keep hearing it's so unfortunate with Comedy Central, like the content, because they also own uh, their parent company owns the uh, radio stations. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but that's okay. Because oh, we're just as big as them now. Because right. Corus bought all these TV stations, yeah. so they think they're tough, So, but we're tough too now. We're right up there. Right. But they got the radio stations with the comedy, but they re roll, they don't play Canadian comics, they play American comics. That's nice. That's why I have this show to give think, a voice. Um,
3: I think part of the issue is that it's censored comedy. So it's not that they don't play Canadian comics. It's the fact that they are so limited to what they can play Mm -hmm. as far as like language and content is concerned Mm -hmm. that they have to go back 10 years or 15 years or 20 years Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this was on Carson.
1: Yes. So let's air that.
2: I don't know. I just think it's, uh, you know, general lack of respect for Canadian talent and things.
1: And that's why the Trek is happening. Uh, Well, you
2: know, it's always, you know, the thing is, the way I kind of always see it is, Canadian—I don't know—American people lose their own money trying to make television, mm. we, you know. And in Canada, you get a, a most of it's paid for by the government in a giant fund that you apply to and get mm. to make your shows. Interesting. But if you stink in America, you will fail and not be in the business anymore. Wow! But here, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> uh, and uh, so. Interesting, but people go down to America because you could make a living, right? Like, there's uh, touring in America, like is there's 50 colleges in mm-hmm. Boston, New York, in See? that little triangle. You yeah. can play mm-hmm. forever, and make right. money, but here it's just a long trek, mm-hmm. no respect, no money. You know, yeah. it's hard.
1: That's why people get out and see live comedy. There's a lot of great artists out there. There's a lot of entertainment choices. But then again, there really isn't, to be quite honest. Live comedy, I don't think we make it as a choice like we should. Port Credit Comedy Festival coming up this week, February 25 to 27 in Port Credit. Yes. My homies, PortCreditComedy.com. Also venturing out to Burlington at two uh, venues that Sean is looking forward to. Mm -hmm. The Water Street Cooker. Oh, yeah. And the Fuel Lounge. (laughs) Small venues are nice too, Sweet. low intimate. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Burning fuel. And center in the square in KW. March third. Nice. March third. So you got to get tickets for that. I'm Santa Cruzie. Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty.
0: You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM six forty and HD Radio.
1: The Port Credit Comedy Festival coming up this weekend in guess where? Port Credit. Wow. That's right. Who knew? Sean yeah, Cullen, nice head, headliner. Phil LeConte put it together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What a talented guy. That's nice to do these festivals in Thank KW and Burlington. Uh, Sean Cullen, one of our national treasures. Treasure. Do you like to be called that?
2: Uh, well, like I'd nation? rather get the wealth that it seems to. <laughs> do you
3: have a star on the, the to, Canadian walking
1: of Yeah. yeah. No, what? No. What? No. We got to do lobby. I'm no,
2: the I'm no Let's Rick Mercer. First. I'm not at that stature. No? No.
1: Where, but, what stature do you think? Well, what?
2: I don't know. I'm in the middle ground of... Uh, people might know who I am, but... Uh, when they
1: look at you, they do. Yeah. You've had lots of TV, lots of CBC Well, action. the match
2: game actually made a lot of people recognize me pretty readily. Yeah. Oh, you, know? you
1: think that's what it was? Yeah, a
2: lot of it. And just its persistence of being on television. Like, Burke Mercer is known because he's yes. on TV every week. Every you know? week. And, uh, See you Ron, next Tuesday. Ron... uh
1: Ronnie. Ron Little James. Ronnie? Little Ron, James. Ron, Ron James. Ron James and
2: everybody like that. You know, it's just a persistence of being on television, but there's
1: so few opportunities to do that in Canada. So. Yes. What do you think needs to happen? Well, I just
2: think, you know, I don't know what needs to be happening, but uh, we should be realizing that uh, the problem with us, and uh, which is not a problem with any other country is mm-hmm. that we're right on the border of America and we just receive everything. We get we sound like them, we look like mm-hmm. them, but we're we have a different m- mentality, I think. Mm-hmm. But we receive all their entertainment and ah. I think it takes people to realize that we can make unique entertainment in this country mm-hmm. and not worry about if there's a beaver in it or if there's a totem pole in the <laughs> background, just do like What I always look to is The Office, the original Office. And that was like a little show shot in extra offices at the BBC Mm -hmm. and written by two really brilliant guys. Mm -hmm. Comedy is more about vision and getting out of the way of the comedian's vision. Mm -hmm. Let them do what they want to do. That's right. And let them execute. And then you can, s- everybody, funny can be sold all over the world if that's the case. I mean, look at Flight of the Concords. I mean, yes. They're, they're from New Zealand, exactly. the tiniest country in the English speaking world. They seem to have done okay. You just make a good product and you can sell it anywhere. But don't try and make it for any reason other than to be the what product. you think is funny. Yeah, or- not
1: just for sellable.
2: Every time purposes. we try and do a comedy, we try and make it look like an American comedy. It's not ever going to be that. That's they right. They have 20 writers in a room. Right. They have enormous amounts of money to spend on a set. They have all mm-hmm. those things. Let's make our cottage industry what it is mm-hmm. and accept what it is and, what do you and make think, it good.
1: What do you think is one of the best uh, Canadian productions? Well, uh, uh,
2: the Trailer Park Boys. I yes. think it's the epitome yep. of what a Canadian company can do. Make something culty and weird and funny and... True to itself, mm-hmm. and uh, they've done that and never strayed from what was great about mm-hmm. it. They were on the right broadcaster, just kind mm-hmm. of like a, a fringe broadcaster mm-hmm. in a way, and they allowed people to find it. Like yeah. They, and, you know, it, in Canada, you get six episodes, you get 12 episodes. But I mean, in America, you get 30 episodes mm-hmm. to yes. get there, and uh, people will follow you. Right. But we always go, oh, in two, in two episodes, it didn't get a great I following. Know. So let's cancel it. Shameful. And, and you know, you really need time to get educate people on what they're seeing and what's funny about it and why they like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Letter Kenny's another hot one that oh, was yeah. on YouTube, yeah. at CTV. See, they were smart. Phil, uh, he got let go now, Phil Evans, I think his name is, who is the president of CTV, saw that it had 7 million views on YouTube and then picked it up. And I think that's what they're starting to do, wait for proven product. Well, nowadays, maybe?
3: you know, they
2: just want, you even to when come it's in proven, with, and
3: the... they still cancel it. Like yeah. the John Dor show was
2: yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Well, then they buy John Tosh 2.0, which right. I don't understand. It's yes. the John Doerr show, only yes. less funny and smart. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just go back, Sean. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about um, uh, Canadian, like something with a beaver in it. You know, Mike Myers, I don't know if he helped the cause when he came out uh, right before the election on. Um, that late-night talk show, and he comes out uh, in a snowplow. With, yeah, with Yeah, with the Mountie. You know, some of that stuff, you know, is a little... I
2: think he's being tongue-in-cheek, but he's yeah. desperate to be funny again, so...
1: <laughs> you know, I'd like to see a reunion of Corking the Juice Pigs. You actually got together uh, with Phil Nickel from Corking the Juice Pigs, uh, the the trio that you started with Greg Neal, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You guys did the Gay Eskimo bit. Yeah, we
2: did the Edinburgh Fringe, and it was our friends uh, at the Gilda Balloon. It was their 25th anniversary, so... The, that was the venue we first played in so we we did the song there at the big gala at the at the Edinburgh Playhouse
1: well I just because I love Corking the Juice Pigs we are going to play that bit as our comic Rx please buy tickets to the Port Credit Comedy Festival portcreditcomedy.com thanks Phil Lecont. thank you thank you Sean Cullen
2: it's a pleasure
1: here we go into Corking the Juice Pigs I'm Sandra Carusi don't forget to contact us at Instagram, Twitter at InsideJokes640, and on Facebook. I'm Santa Cruzie on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. Here's your comedy our act. I'm the only gay Eskimo. I'm the only one I know.
3: I'm the only gay Eskimo in my tribe.
2: I go out seal hunting with my best friend Tarka, but all I want to do is get into his parka. I'm the uh, only uh, uh,
3: Eskimo uh, in uh, my tribe. Well, me and Nuck Fluck Chuck Buck, we both like blubber, but me I've got this crazy fetish for robber. I'm the, the only, only gay, gay uh, Eskimo uh, in
2: my tribe. Uh, in my uh, tribe. I make a wish on the northern lights that I could find a decent pair of whale skin tights. I'm the only guesstimo you know,
3: in my tribe. And the seals they sing now.
2: <laughs> These cold winter nights are taking their toll. I even get excited when I see the North Pole. The I'm the only gay Eskimo
3: I'm the only Eskimo I'm the only one I know I'm the only, I'm the only gay Eskimo <laughs> In my, my tribe They're Like the proclaimers would sing it I'm the only gay Eskimo
2: Jesus Christ fits in there somehow as well. The crack was good.